Quick warning for drivers, this episode of IOM Recommends contains traffic sounds and the ambient soundscape of a city. Few words are as instantly synonymous with music in London as rhythm section, but to categorise Bradley Zero's hugely influential imprint as a dance music label is to downplay his vision. Since 2009, Rhythm Section International has been a record company, radio show, studio space, club night and concert series all rolled into one, dealing in groove, passion and pure joy, irrespective of genre or stylistic signifier. We're based in London too, so we were able to record this special conversation with the entire Rhythm Section team in person, something the reality of the COVID-19 pandemic hasn't made possible for others in this series. All the music you'll hear comes from the label's catalogue and is listed in the description. Without further ado, IOM recommends London with the Rhythm Section team. IOM recommends local scenes, global conversations. Hello, you're listening to IOM recommends. It's Sean here. I'm Sunny. And we are joined by the Rhythm Section crew in person this time at last to introduce us to London. So first, maybe it makes sense we go around the circle and the five of you can introduce yourselves and explain how you found yourselves in London and briefly summarise your relationship with the city. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in as uh, much <laughs> as you like. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm Henry and I moved here last year. Um, at the start of the pandemic, I packed up my things and sold everything and I moved here. Uh, that's how I found myself here. And I haven't really done much because of COVID. What? <laughs> I, I beg to differ. Except, except for all the stuff much. I did. <laughs> um, you could have done. Yeah, no, I did a lot. I did a lot. Um, no, it was just a year where it sort of was on hold, but it was cool. And yeah, I, I found myself here because I wanted to find music things to do and meet cool people where were you up until the pandemic hit i was in melbourne melbourne yeah australia that must have been mad arriving literally yeah three weeks before i had a a small tour planned and one by one each stop got um got cancelled until i got to europe yeah and we got to play one show out of the tour and then um and then we went into lockdown yeah we did the opposite way around i came back from melbourne to hear yeah, three right. weeks after the pandemic. Oh, oh no, okay. you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you were just coming back home. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened. And then I think I found my fate this year. And it's been glorious ever since. Amazing. Mm. What's your role here? It's uh, a good question. Uh, a bit of everything. This year I've been... Uh, yeah, a bit of everything. Anything from the mailroom um, at the start of the year to socials, promotions. Uh, and I was, yeah, getting on with the event stuff over the last few months as well. Yeah. Me. You. I'm Bradley. Um, how did I find myself in London? Well, I'm from, I'm from Leeds, but I came to study fine art in 2006 at UCL, at the Slade. And... Um, yeah, funny, funny degree to study because there's not really much studying. You know, you just arrive on day one and they're like, there's your space, off you go. So 
I think the, the biggest thing I, I kind of gained from that was more just like the community aspect. Yeah. Like again, you know, knowing the wider art school network. Totally. And that's what kind of uh, welcomed me into London. And then musically, initially got, you know, I was I was already collecting records and DJing, doing little parties here and there, playing at house parties, early nights at Corsica, like Off Modern was some of the first uh, club events I played at. And then, you know, got around to um, starting Rhythm Section as a radio show, which slowly blossomed over the years into what it is now. Um, but I, used, I was playing in loads of bands as well back in the day. But um, but yes, I've been in London for like, what, 15 years now. Amazing. Would you give us a rough timeline of Rhythm Section launching as a, as a radio show into transitioning into a label? Yeah, yeah. It started as an idea with... Well, I had the opportunity to, to, to make a radio show on a now defunct station called South City FM, mm. which was like the adult station to represent youth station. Um, and then that, that ended up shutting down because represent got all the funding and obviously it flourished. So we only did two shows. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. With, with my friend Rose, who I invited to kind of co-host with me. Um, and that's where the name Rhythm Section came from, because I played drums and she played cello, which was kind of Amazing. close to bass. So I thought the drums and bass rhythm section. Yeah, perfect. Um, and yeah, so the first show happened around 2009. The first regular party happened in Canavans in November 2011. Cool. Almost exactly 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then... As that kind of grew, became a bit of a regular fixture and I started to DJ more and music was coming my way, then it just felt right to release some of it. And sure. then that ended up being a record label, which was the end of 2014. Um, and then, yeah, here we are in 2021. Amazing. That's, the, that's the <laughs> abridged version. The potted history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there any quest, ever any question of not... Uh, staying in London after you finished at Slade? No, no, yeah. not at all. I think a lot of people who go study in like Leeds or Manchester or Bristol, they tend to come back, you know, yeah. and there's a big brain drain on all these um, regional towns and cities. Sure. Um, but it was never even a question. It, I just felt at home. Not just felt at home. I had a new definition of what feeling at home was, having mm. moved away from where I grew up. You know, yeah. I finally knew what it felt like to be at home um in southeast london so yeah amazing thanks carrying on so hello everyone i'm marley uh i was born in bath and then moved to london when i was three and a half uh i'm not going to keep up the rhyme sucks i don't have the time uh, but <laughs> i imagine uh what was the question again <laughs> how do you find yourself here oh yeah yeah. Well, yeah yeah i moved here and that's about it and then i grew up here I'm not everyone else. So, uh, Fair enough. How did yeah. you find yourself at a rhythm section specifically? Actually, I was at that party. The, no way. The, the Canavans. Uh, you had a plot. That was the first one. Amazing. I went to. Underage. Underage. <laughs> respect to. Um, oh, who's the kind of doll who used to let me in? TJ. TJ the DJ. Respect to TJ <laughs> <laughs> for letting me in. I hope you're listening. And. Um, Basically, I ended up working on the door, got to know Bradley better over time, and then I worked with Bradley. Fantastic. Surely. And coming back ever since. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's it, really. But 
I'd say also the other angle on it is like I was one of those kids that fortunately got it. Started listening to like Daft Punk yeah. before I started listening to Drake. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Or if that is in like I was more into like I was into dancing as a kid, so it all felt like it didn't feel new. Mm. So I didn't have the whole like, oh, now I can go out. I'm gonna. I've never heard house music before. Let's do ten pills. All right. <laughs> it was like a very slow progression into the scene rather than like felt very comfortable you know some people definitely learn like first week of uni their mates like let's go to this party mm-hmm. and then it's the fabric freshers night and then we'll do pills at, like, on a week, Wednesday at 10pm I didn't have that thank god a nice Red slow steady like, introduction thanks badly winning the <laughs> amazing cool good answer and carrying on my name is Aisha. Um, I'm born and raised in South East London. I've lived everywhere from like Thamesmead to Blackfriars, Peckham, Croydon. Like I moved around a lot when I was a kid. I've literally never left England before. So this is my home. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And how did you come to be working at Rhythm Section? Um, I joined a part of the Kickstarter scheme. So um, I'm interning, helping with label and event stuff and staying on next year as a label assistant. Congratulations. Nice. Big up Boris for once. The Kickstart scheme has been great. Yeah. It's yeah. been amazing. Because mm. so many people yeah. needed a work and so many employees needed people to work for them totally. and no one had money to do it at the 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 end of the uh the recession so yeah that's uh that's how we met asia and but we interviewed like 20 people um oh, wow. we literally went down to the job center and and interviewed people all day oh, really? and, uh, that would have been an amazing chance encounter for some people yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, we met some amazing people. It was a really hard decision. Not, I yeah. mean, we made the right decision. <laughs> but was, what I'm trying to say is there was so many, like, talented people who yeah. just hadn't had that break, you know. Yeah. And it was, uh, if we could, I would have taken on 10. Mm-hmm. Of course. They were, they were awesome. But numero uno right here. Background <laughs> in music. Um, <clears throat> I said this in my interview, and although I don't make music myself, being of African heritage... Music is in your face from the moment you're born. And so, like, naturally, my mum's South African, my dad's from Sierra Leone, whole party culture, you know, with the West African side, my mum's South African, all the quieter music, the reggae music. It's something that I've just grown up loving my whole life, although I'm not, like, a musician myself. So, yeah. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> and finally... Hi, I'm Amelia. <laughs> um, I grew up in southwest Greater London, sort of in and around Kingston region. Um, and yeah, I, I moved into more central London, moved into east. Actually, I was first in, in west London near near kind of uh, Finchley Road, Hampstead Heath, when I, when I started at uni. Went to King's College and studied film and um, was in halls in that area and then moved to, to Dalston and Stoke Newington and Hackney Downs and all around there for a few years after that. Um, so I was in East for a long time and then only made the move to South a couple of years ago, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Um, and yeah, very happy to be down here. Um, 
And in terms of my relationship to the city, that is a complex one, I think. There's many positive feelings. There's there's also some that aren't wholly positive, mm. but, you know, it's like no shade to London. It's just not necessarily... There's some parts that aren't the best fit for me, but I, you know, I think naturally, like, many people who have lived in London for a long time do just get a bit jaded with certain things. Mm. Um, and how intense everything can be yeah um and but yeah no very very lucky to live here and uh experience have so many things on your on your doorstep and for sure you know, like i'm sure if i was living somewhere else where I, uh was quieter and there wasn't like every day something on or something to do i would miss it you know totally. but i just haven't lived anywhere quieter of course before, yeah so. but it is the uk's only like I guess, properly sprawling, like, metropolis, isn't it? Mm. And so that just doesn't necessarily work for everybody. You know, not everybody is kind of... It doesn't say it, really. Mm. Every, yeah, every exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Except if you want to get decent food after 10pm. Yeah. 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 In which case, it is yeah. snoozing. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Damn, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, like, the perfect segue into the next question. Because as... London, you know, life is for various different lengths and to varying degrees. And this podcast ultimately functioning as a travel guide. We want to ask you where you would all go to eat. Yamina's. Spread up. <laughs> Where's that? Beckham High Street, Yamina's. Nice. The caravan pop up. <laughs> it's a food truck. It's trailer. The trailer. <laughs> They're nuts. Yeah. That's it. They're yeah, nuts. They that's crazy. it. I thought I saw that question. I said, that's the one. Yeah. They're like a yeah. fiver and fiver for this North African wrap and they've got loom, they've got falafel, they've got some meats. They, they do like the mango and chutney. If this is the one I think it is. Like next to the Mollies. Yeah, they once yeah. did um they once sold food. In caravans at rhythm section, really, yeah. It was <laughs> Kieran had this idea that he could he could make more money by keeping people in by serving food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so on the side of the dance floor, he had oh this guy making God. kebabs. Holy shit! But the, it just smelt like a kitchen. You were like dancing oh, in, yeah, in a kebab yeah. shop. It was really strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it only happened for one month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but That'd yeah, you'd have loved it. I'm sure I would have. I love to eat and I love to dance. <laughs> Perfect. I would have loved that. To be fair, I'd back that hard. I love yeah. food at the club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So maybe it. not on the dance floor. Maybe a bit of a waffle. No, yeah, passing clouds. Like, that was such a vibe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you remember Calamans. It was pretty pokey in there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the, the kebab stall took up, like, half the dance floor. Yeah, Yeah. But he was, like, yeah, he was straight up in the middle of the actual dance floor. Just to the side. There's a DJ booth and then a kebab booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Was it a lucrative business? Yeah, did it go well? No, no, it didn't. It didn't work. Everyone was very confused. I wonder if anyone remembers that. I, I feel like everyone was there remembers that. It probably backfired because it's like people have something to eat and they sober up and then they go home rather than staying getting pissed. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Rush of blood to the stomach. Yeah, Maybe. get tired. Yeah. Mm. Any other good food spots? Yeah. Anyone? Many. Taco Queen. Taco Queen. I'm a big fan of Taco Queen. 100%. What's your order at Taco Queen? Um, I like the uh, the battered avocado. Nice. Mm. Yeah. They don't actually have that on at the moment. Really? I've, I've I actually, actually been, went on Saturday. I've been for a little while. Yeah. 
Uh, I like the the fish. The uh, what's the fish one? Yeah, it's like a battered fish yeah. taco. They've got aubergine, a really good aubergine taco. We 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 we're just talking about the veggie and the pesk ones because we mm. don't eat meat most of the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But the chips and the guac, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got back from Mexico and they they stand up. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. modern twist on, on the taco, but but they, right. they took a lot of care in presenting it and coming up with like interesting ways to do like classic things. Um, the drinks and are so good as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do cocktails? Paloma. Yeah, and they do really good non-alcoholic cocktails. Mm. Like the Jamaica viscous uh, drink. Oh, so good. I'm, I'm voting to bring back the horchata soon because I was drinking so much horchata in Mexico. What's, What's that? It's like a milky rice drink with mm. cinnamon. Mm. Ooh, mm. that sounds good. That. that sounds really, really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dynamite. Yeah. Next level. But yeah. But but that's one of like three, maybe four restaurants to emerge out of Rye Wax randomly. Rye Wax ended up being a kind of incubator for restaurants. Because um, they would rotate sure. the pop-up kitchen every so often, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. Did yeah. Taco, Taco Queen start in Rye Wax? Taco Queen started in Rye Wax. Yeah. Uh, there's a Vietnamese place um, at the bottom of Rye Lane that also started in Rye Wax. Mm. The Eastern is it Eastern Block that now have the uh, the kind of foyer in the Market Peckham, which okay. is at the front of the bus. Seat. That was also in Rye Wax. It's like an accidental like incubator. Amazing cuisine. Uh, who knew? <laughs> Probably not what they. Maybe not in the initial mission statement. But that's a very <laughs> happy yeah. side effect. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. real. <laughs> And uh, uh, like in Peckham, also Yadas. Yadas is very good. I love Yadas on the high st- one on the high street. There's the, the rest of the, the restaurant is in the archways is cute as well. But um, the, the the menu I slightly prefer the menu of the one on the high street. I've never been to the high street one. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, it used to be just like more takeaway, but now they turned it into a little bit more of a restaurant. I think post pandemic. Mm. Um, what sort of food is that? Oh my god! Oh, it's Kurdish food. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just tarty and delicious and filling and affordable and yeah. it's amazing, amazing. The kind of uh, spicy chili jam that they do with the uh, mm. with the kebabs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, Zion Limana uh-huh. in the Pekka Market, nice. which is like Ital food. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And no, it's them. just good. It's just great and affordable. Oh, that's so filling and yeah. just healthy. Did in the bougie yeah. yeah, you just well. feel so clean after yeah, eating good. it. Like really? you did something good for yourself. Yeah, right. Which, oh, which it's it's the old market. The one where the SN1 one. store was. The one where you get your keys cut. Um, just just like adjoined, just walking up from like the station towards Argos, just on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, a, lot of, a lot of fabric spots in there. Now. Yeah, yeah. So like... The corset and the bum bum jeans. And lots of African, <laughs> lots of African. No, like the Colombian, like they've got a Colombian store where they sell like really like. So you don't mean Holden's okay. You mean like where the like, going to Morrison's at the end? No, no, like, no. In the middle of Rye Lane, not like by Argos, oh, right by the station. Oh, 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 oh yes, yes. Peckham Market. I think I have been there actually. Great. Wait, what's it called again? Zionly Manor. Zionly Manor. What a name. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right. <laughs> Heavenly <laughs> food from yeah. the Promised Land. Mm. <laughs> and it does what it says in the tin. The nice. dumplings, oh, what? and the chickpea curry. Yeah, that's that's a good shout one. Shout to Jason. <laughs> shout to Jason. Phil, I also have to shout out Theo's for what I think is probably the best pizza in South East London. I'm going to up that mm. with um, the uh, what's the one on Belendon Road? Yeah, yeah, Mama Doe. Mama Doe. Oh. I always get them mixed up and not to be confused because wait, I don't want to be shady actually. Made of dough. <laughs> 
one of them's one of them's too doughy and one of them's amazing. One of them's a bit mummerish. Yeah, once yeah, and some yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Mom, I think it's, it's made, of made of dough. No, no, yeah, right. Mummerdo's the one next to Queen's Road. Right. Mummerdo yeah, is yeah. a chain yeah. made of dough right. is one of one. And they actually do the best they pizza bang. in they the really SE do. region. They do. No, and I it's two for one on a Monday. No, it's not. I was about to say, it is every Monday pizza Mondays. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. In fact, don't know what you guys are saying. But. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's what also, also, Mondo Sando, who are in this building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Absolutely true. nuts. Groundbreaking sandwiches. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Life-changing. How do, you, how do you break new ground in the sandwich? You well, they actually, yeah. Somehow they've just reinvented the sandwich. Spring wow. roll sandwiches. No. Um, uh, what's the, the, first the, day we what's the Indian the, uh, the bhaji. cake? Uh, well, they're doing an amazing onion bhaji sandwich. No, the, oh, the name is escaping my head. It's like a kind of thin pancake where you roll it in uh, potato. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. What's um, it called? No, not a parata. Um, parata. Uh, ro- uh, not, oh my God. Not a parata, not a roti, not a bhaji. <laughs> A dosa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do a dosa sandwich. Wow. That's like just wild. And we had a pole boy on our first date here. Oh, it was man. like, yeah. It's not a good one. And they're it. like one of my favorite things ever. Yeah, hot tip on dosado. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They, they do the, the, the food every day in, the, in our office, essentially. We're oh, serious? For the listeners. We're above a pub in Camberwell, and, um, and they're, the, they're in the kitchen. Perfect. So that's actually what I eat most days. <laughs> yeah. What's your like? I mean, it sounds like the menu's so interesting and all over the place that you never get bored. But do you have like a regular order at Mondo Sander? It changes quite regularly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they change because they change their menu quite a bit. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I actually ha- I've had dinner here once, but yeah, lunch is usually just usually really good. It's like a sauerkraut and a lot of. My favorite thing is chips. I like chips. I love yeah. chips. Um, the best fish and chip shop in London, in my personal opinion, is Ollie's in Blackfriars. Mm-hmm. It tastes like the seaside. Um, I also really like tonkotsu. There's one in Blackfriars, there's one in Peckham as well. Just simple food that just tastes nice and fresh. Also, Momo Sushi in Campbell mm. is very underrated. Like, I never see it filled up, but their food tastes... Re- I'm... I know I just said my favourite food is chips, but also (laughs) (laughs) eating food that makes you feel clean is Mm, so nice. And Momo Sushi, you know, with fish as well, being in London, it can be a bit weird, Uh but it tastes clean enough. I've never had an upset tummy from it, so I like it. (laughs) I've never had the sushi there, but I've had the poke lunch. They do a good poke bowl. No, I didn't didn't rate it. Okay. Controversy. It was like a nine... Or, or, t- or something like that. I was, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I was very underwhelmed. What is in that? Maybe the sushi's better. Huh? A uh, poking. Okay. It it's like it's like rice, and then um, there's like 
seaweed. It was like salmon, avo, maybe there was mango or something like it's that. It's like deconstructed sushi. Yeah. Well, avocado is overrated anyway. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, he's from Australia. Right? He's going to smash you into, into his avocado soon and put you on toast. Triggered. Triggered me too. Honestly, yeah. I haven't found a really good avocado here yet. So maybe that's why I don't like them. No, 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 they're not the same. They're not the same different breed. Really? Yeah, it's different species. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Don't come to London. Yeah, don't. Come to London. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, you like to. avocados. Henry, I feel like you need to big up your favourite Aussie calf. Oh, I mean, there's a few. <laughs> He's found them all. Yeah, we've, we've got as much time as you do, so. <laughs> Honestly, and this is full circle and like kind of hilarious, but Archie's, they're. Um, where Sonny was working, um, yeah, uh, is amazing. Fried chicken and waffles. Wait, where's that? On um, what's the what's the street called? Oh, in Melbourne. Um, what's the oh street called? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I haven't, I've been there in like no, years. Maybe I meant in London. What? Oh, well, meant, is that I what meant, we're talking about? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I meant, um, yeah, that makes sense. We're talking about London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, I mean, the question without any context yeah. was, was, yeah. No, there is no, a cafe. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Yeah, Brunswick East. Yeah. There's a cafe. Brunswick East is good. Yeah, yeah, it's sick, isn't it? Really yeah, good. yeah. And, and the lady who runs it is absolute dynamite. And, um, yeah, like Cheesy Mite Scrolls and really good coffee, which is hard to find a lot of the time. And good vibes and sick treats, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Just really good treats, including those cheesy mud scrolls, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. really Aussie spot. Like when you're there, you feel like you could be in. Yeah, right. yeah, literally, literally, like you could be in Brunswick East. Yeah. Like Brunswick East is a suburb in Melbourne. Got you. Yeah, um, an Aussie run cafe named after Brunswick East. Really good. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Has anyone been to Nola? In uh, yeah. on Rye Lane, yeah, yeah, you know that's. I actually haven't yet. You know, it's 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 owned by a band called Oh Wonder. Who are huge, the, I... the, like streaming dynamite band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a track with Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> what? With six hundred million listens. What, what band? What shop is it? You know them, right? I know. I listen to. Them. You like Oh Wonder? <laughs> yeah. You should go for a latte and say hi. What is it? Nola. Nola. Oh, Nola. Wait, that's them. <laughs> That place is sick. Like, oh They're great. I'm <laughs> just like freaking out here. Oh, wait, oh wonder, oh Nola. Yes. No. They lived right. It's a funny story. <laughs> I was in there getting a croissant, um, and just got chatting to the guy, and I was like, "Oh, you know, when did you open? Are you the owner?" Da, da, da. Just a little chit chat. First yeah. time I've been in because they opened over lockdown, and um, it turns out that. He's like, oh, I'm not the owner, but I'm friends with the owners. They, they're a band and they, they live just in uh, like East Dulwich Way. Mm. And, and randomly, the week before that, I'd, I'd been at my friend Simone's house, yeah. um, who lives, they kind of described where they, where they live. And I was like, ah, oh, it's funny, because I was just around at my mate's house the other day, and she lives next door to, to a couple who have this studio in the garden, because you could see it, mm. it like really high-tech, like mm. architect design studio. Sure. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, they're called Oh Wonder. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I was like, they're not called Oh Wonder, are they? And they live kind of in between uh, East Litch and Forest Hill. And this guy was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? And I was like, this is mad. But I was like literally 
watching them walk in and out of their studio from my friend's garden the other day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they've basically been on tour around the whole world. They're, like, they're, they're huge in America. Mm-hmm. Not that well known here, but like really. massive in America. I mean, half they a billion are actually listeners. like people. Do you know what I mean? Okay, okay. People care about them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and apparently, they, yeah, they toured. They toured all over the world and wanted to recreate the perfect coffee shop based on all the things that they'd seen. Really on road. Right. Well, they did a good job, honestly. Yeah. They got good bagels as well. Yeah. Really good bagels. One way to get yeah. something back. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any other food there? I've had a couple of bagels. Yeah. And they do protein balls. Yeah. One queen with your coffee. Mm. Nice. Great when you're in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Seriously. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. It does sound lovely. They, oh my God, I can't believe how successful they are now. I remember there was maybe like three years ago, like I was at uni, they had, you know, like Box Park in Shoreditch. That yeah. Their, the advert for their new record was the entire side, no. the whole like 50 metre strip, and it wrapped oh, around yeah. the front to where Vivi Rice used to be. And that alone must have cost like. I mean, I wouldn't even know like, where to begin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Wow, that is insane. Interesting. Wow, Heck good, really good thriving, thriving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. This is just a Southeast London episode, yeah, not yeah. a London episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> that's mad. Yeah. Um, oh, is it? Well, it is now. Oh, it is now. There's so many good spots. That's the thing with London. There's so much good food and drink. Exactly. Right? It's like limitless. You you would never be able to go to all of them. For sure. Ever. We should get onto some of the drink. Where do you guys like to go for a drink? Top Cuvée. Yeah. It's great. In um wherever it is. I don't know that <laughs> well. Yeah. I, yes. Oh. That place, yeah. Nice. Good Brilliant. Knowledge. Brilliant natural wine bar. Um, and they do a great cool. degustation as well. It's worth the trip. Nice. Definitely worth the trip. Skeeter Calf in Waterloo is a really, really nice spot. I've been there. Great it's, date spot. Isn't that in it? <laughs> For a date, it's really low key. They've got like little cats running around, like two cats there. And it's like a calf slash bar. So if you're not that much, of a, I don't really drink that much. So it's nice. Like you can get a cappuccino and your friend can get wine. And it's really nice. And they've got a cute little outside area. And it looks like um, the lady in the tramp. And it's oh. just really nice. That's <laughs> lovely. It is cute. That's so cute good. Mm. Skiens. Mm. Yeah. My love. With the Thai food as well. Yeah, mm. I actually mm. haven't had the food before. But yeah, sit pub. And in that area, it's actually a bar that I walked past those times when we were wanting to try the like vermouth bar. Elvin Vermouth. Oh, in Nunhead. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really nice in the Hamlet, actually. But be wanting to try. Yeah, on the list. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Any of you more like pubby people? Or are I'm these not, I'm not really a pub person. No. But um when if I am, it was my my local is the uh the gowler. Mm. They just—it's a bit dead in there since they did the, the renovation. I went in there last week. Haven't been since you were only allowed to sit down in groups of five. They—they they don't have the, <laughs> they don't have the sofas in there anymore, which is like minus ten points in my book. Oh dear! And mm. they've got these like kind of new booths. I don't know it just—it just—it's a little less. Um, it was a bit scrappy before, and it's a bit kind of neater now. But it just means that it's not—it's lost a little bit of its charm. The rough around the edges, nature. Yeah. Go mm. But yeah, I, I do. I do like the gala. What one for East London? Mm. One of my. I I rarely spend much time in kind of Hoxton or Shoreditch these days, but I used to. I used to work around there, 
And a pub that I love around there is the Georgian Vulture, which is on Haberdasher Street, on the corner of Haberdasher Street. And uh, I can't remember what the other one's called. Very nice pub. Um, and like, it's kind of a quiet little spot. I love those like residential pubs that like the Gallup that are kind of in more like residential little corners and um, everyone can kind of spill out onto the, the mm, pavement. Mm, and, mm. Um, but yeah. The Paradise in Tottenham. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice spot. I've been to a few, few birthdays and catch-ups over there recently. Has anyone been to Ridley Road? I yeah. haven't been there. But market world. every single week, yeah, I think so. Every yeah. single weekend, my friend's like, let's go Ridley Road. I've never been. Yeah, it's very, like, less. fun, silly. Yeah. And now, now that we're veering outside of East, we also have to give Colour Factory a shout. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, our, that was our sanctuary during lockdown, essentially. Yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. we actually moved the office there. So we were, we were pretty much residents, you know, mm-hmm. for nine months. Wow. That long? <coughs> Amazing. Something like so that. Good. It was blessed. It was blessed. Yeah. Having access to that place. Yeah. When you say access, obviously this being during lockdown, did you you just have like free reign over this amazing facility? (laughs) Well, I mean, like like we could walk around. I built the the booth there. Oh, really? I worked there. Amazing. um, Yeah, you could play music loud. And then as the sun came out and the lockdown eased, you know, when people were allowed to sit outside and there was like tons of seats and we got the boat out. Yeah, you got the canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got an inflatable uh, vessel. (laughs) (laughs) And we were just, you know, riding riding up and down the canal. Well, it's actually a river, but made into a canal. Mm. Um, Pedantic of me. (laughs) (laughs) Actually a river. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was nice to kind of I don't know insert ourselves into a to a community that well for one I hadn't really ever been a part of because yeah. Newark is a real niche and there's a lot of people who've lived there a long time and they all know each other absolutely. And, and, and there's a lot being, of people who've just moved there too. It's quite an interesting place yeah. to be at the moment. There's a bit of a it's like a really concentrated space of like. It's very Bars and restaurants and everything's in one place. You can kind of pop around and love about it. And I feel like it's a bit separated from every everywhere else, mm. just by whatever invisible barrier there is. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's it kind is. of like almost like the, got a motor. It's around a little it, bubble. Feel, yeah. yeah, totally. The Olympic Park makes it feel pretty removed from mm. things. I mm. think it's yeah, so yeah. much geography between you and the rest of the city. Oh yeah, yeah. Hangley, Wick, it's I mean, if you're in Victoria Park as well, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Because from Peckham, you know, you're. There's barely a line between Camberwell and you can walk yeah. to East Dulwich. And exactly. Like essentially the same kind of little, you know, stomping ground as Moonhead mm. and Forest Hill. It's all like, you know, you can meander, but yeah. you wick. Like, I've always thought You're literally that, uh, on an island. I mean, yeah. what's the... Is it an island? It's Fish Island, right? Fish Island, yeah. is actually yeah. an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy gosh. I mean, it's, it's uh, only got flats on it, but yeah. it does have an island. No fish. You wouldn't know. No fish. No, fish. <laughs> no, no, really not. No. Well, it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a spot. Yeah, it's an interesting place. Is it obviously such a... For being filled with warehouses, there's such a community of artists there. Mm-hmm. And so you have these really kind of wonderful earnest grassroots projects becoming popular at the same time as the gentrification accelerates, which is kind of what I meant when I talk about mm. it being an interesting place because mm. There's, mm. there's definitely a tension there. There is I a mean, tension there. And, yeah. you know, everybody there is 
just so aware of of the develop the redevelopments mm. and um the shifts happening you know before their eyes and it's like yeah it, it's really sad to mm. see and I was talking up to I think Laura about this on on Friday night and it's like you know they want to move people want to move there because it's cool and there's cool things going on and there's a buzz and there's an energy and it's a bit kind of rough around the edges and it's like okay but if you like knock down all the the clubs and the bars and the warehouses to like build flats and none of that good stuff is going to be there anymore and it's not going to be the same place exactly all of a sudden you're as you really feel that remoteness yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean because it, it is kind of the soul out of it so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's suddenly inevitable isn't it yeah. it is they inevitable they love doing it in London they've, they've already got all the circle of life yeah really circle of draining life yeah yeah, yeah. 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 literally draining life yeah 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 and it's not even a big place it's going to take one more development in Hackneywick and all the stuff people move there for will physically not exist anymore interesting Mm. Really sad. Talking of Colour Factory, though, where do you guys go to dance? Colour Factory. We spend a lot of time time at Colour Factory because we do a lot of events there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, we're very good friends with the the team who run it there, who are all amazing. Um, And so, we do find ourselves there. Is Colour Factory the kind of current home of Rhythm Section, the club night, then? Not not strictly. Okay. It's the north of the river. One off. Yeah, Yeah, cool. We've done. um, We've we've been doing two a month since we resumed mm-hmm. one north one south yeah. mm-hmm. so the south ones have mainly been at Corsica and the north ones have been at uh, Core Factory mm-hmm. uh, so yeah we've never had a since Canavans we've never had like an official home that liked to bounce around a bit Yeah, but that's become the de facto official home got you <laughs> <laughs> got you got you got you cool play the longest nights yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it is key yeah. that to me the rhythm section still has its its main regular presence in South London. Totally. But in in that sense, London anyone who's been here long enough kind of will figure it out. But it's it's almost like two or three or four cities. So yeah. what we figured out pretty quickly is that you can kind of just do do one thing in North and one thing in South, and it's almost like doing doing it in two completely distinct mm-hmm. yeah. uh, cities and it doesn't really clash and it means that you know the people who wouldn't who live in Tottenham who wouldn't come all the way to Peckham come to the one in Hackney and the people who live like in Croydon and would take them two hours to get to, to like five miles or exactly. Tottenham yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll, they'll come to so, the one in South okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been mixing up and it's been nice to broaden that scope a bit because it's something we probably couldn't have done you know five six years ago yeah, but yeah, that's been cool. I know. It's quite a heartwarming story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not. I'm looking at my phone for the next question. Don't worry. <laughs> which is, uh, where do you dig for records? In London. Yes. My my regular spot is uh, Phonica because I used to work there um, more than ten years ago. No, about ten years ago. Um, and I'm really tight with uh, with Nick Williams. Who's mm-hmm. the the friendly face behind the, the counter? Sure. And he just kind of knows what to what to pick out for me. Nice, you know, because it's we're all bombarded with stuff online and promos, and algorithms. But it's nice to have someone who can like sip through the noise and be like, oh, you might like this. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. So that's my go-to place for, for new music. Um, and then there's a great record shop in like Essex East London Borders called Crazy Beat 
Nice. Um, I think it's in Romford. Cool. Oh, exactly what you mean. There you go. Is that <laughs> near Romford? It's near Romford. Yeah. It's, not, I, I, it's not my neck of the woods. I don't no, really know it's the lay of the land. It's but it's an amazing record store. Worth the um, trip. It well is. worth the trip. And it's just, it's like, it's almost like it's been paused in time and like, mm. I don't know, 1999. And there's just <laughs> yeah. this treasure trove of like classic house and mm. um, yeah, 90s dance music. Yeah. Really good place to be. Even even down to the name of the place. <laughs> Great old name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Great recommendation. What about the rest of you? I know vinyl's not for everybody. I, I have a lot to say on this. <laughs> Go. Oh no, I'm just a bit of a... Uh, obsessive with records nice um yeah there's okay so like pretty much over lockdown it's kind of hard but I, yeah because i hadn't gone to a record store for a while so i planned a big adventure nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah there's a great i found this spot in um rochester which is uh like an hour on the train um mm-hmm. and it's called dectronics and it's these two guys who got some government grant for a lot of money and they bought every old hardcore fanatics record collection wow it's nuts it's actually endless amazing tunes very rare jungle UK garage hardcore stuff. garage garage is that the actual story of how it came to be not hyperbolizing like they literally got a grant board yeah 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 they were fixing up turntables for years they're really, they're you, really sweet you. dudes they know, they know their music and they know their, their tech but yeah they're yeah, they're like, I bugger it. We'll just, like, they had to spend the money so it wasn't taxed um, in a certain time. Anyway, they got this music. It's nuts. And then, like, uh, where else has been really good to me? Atlantis in um, Shortage or thereabouts mm. is really, really sick. Um, really random, but a good dig. Um, and the guy's really funny. I was like, I do some weird things to, like, pretty much, yeah, I don't know. Just look on Marketplace, there's some very odd characters that are selling some records in very odd places. That's a good tip for London, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Honestly, Gumtree, like, yeah. honestly, if you sift long enough, uh, which I do, yeah, I ended up at a very strange place last weekend, which was, yeah, I probably, I can't give too much away. <laughs> no, no, it was just not that safe. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but then there's like uh, Tome Records is sick. And Christina is pretty cool. And uh, Crystal Palace, the Palace Records in Crystal Palace. Really sick. Guy knows his music, gets some really good mm. secondhand lots in. Black Rat, Campbell, yeah, around yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat, rat Records. Um, is it Black Rat or just Rat? Yeah, it's just rat, rat Records. Rat. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, London, I've never seen music like this in my life. Mm. Like, you know, I come from a fairly small city so many miles away. Mm. And just, yeah, there's sick record stores everywhere. You just got to sort of dig your nose around. Mm. Yeah. And it's not the main ones. It's the, it's the little ones where some guys stumble upon a collection. And totally. Ripping it, not much. <laughs> Amazing. Aisha, Amelia, record shop? I, I don't collect vinyls. No, so no, fair enough. Don't worry. Yeah, neither do I. No, it's all good. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Um, and... Okay, I'm, I'm excited for your answer to this one. Where do you go to escape when London gets a bit too London-y? Where are we going to unwind? Within London? Yeah. It can be like anything, gallery or, or the park yeah. or... Yeah, yeah. Anything. I turn the lights off and just leave my television on static. <laughs> cool. And just 
chill out. Like really loud, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, really yeah. loud? So just like, just enough so I don't hear my thoughts anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, derail. Does it, does it work? <laughs> um, yeah, very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now parks are pretty good. Yeah, I love. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love parks more than anything. They're like my mm. favorite places in the city, and definitely go to for like peaceful times. I love Crystal Palace Park. I spent a lot of time there in uh, the last couple of summers. It was a bit of an escape. Um, and uh, I grew up quite near Richmond Park and that's just an incredible, incredible place and it was so good during lockdown because there was no cars and so it was so peaceful and, um, you know, more kind of wildlife out and about and, um, yeah, you can really get lost in it which is nice because you don't, that's not that common for, like, London Park so it's kind of that big and sprawling. You didn't get to have many stags. No. What? A stag? There's literally deer roaming around. Yeah, of course there is. There's shitloads of deer, but they don't attack people. They do every now and again. Well, yeah, if someone's trying to take a selfie with them, maybe. But this is it. There's loads of deer. Is that what a stag drew is named after? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love Dulwich Park and Roskin Park. All the local South, South Parks. I'm really into. There's many, many, many. We're blessed, completely blessed in this in this I found a secret spot in Dulwich, but I can't. I can't tell you. What's the secret? Oh, oh, <laughs> so <telling> stories. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much green space around there. Like in Dulwich, from Dulwich towards Forest Hills. Well, there is a, there's a forest. Yeah. There's literally a little forest. Yeah. There. Dulwich Woods, amazing. Apparently, it's one of the oldest uh, untouched strips of uh, British. Uh, forest. It's ancient woodland. It's the Great yeah, North. Yeah, yeah. The Great North Forest. Or was it Great North Woods? Something like that. Something like that. It used to stretch all the way up. Yeah, up it's, it's ancient woodland. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's like ten minutes walk from a house. It's crazy. You're in the woods, mm. <laughs> and that that feels good. Yeah. yeah. But I've been. I, I wouldn't call it an escape, but it feels like a day out to to go on the river. With, yeah. With a little inflatable boat. We just sure. got. Um, I share it with Nathaniel from. Colors of the Rise Color Factory, and he uh, he recently. Well, it's my boat and his motor together. Unstoppable. Are you a motor on it? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I've got an electric motor now. Whoa, it's inflatable. Yeah, it's more sturdy. You'd be surprised. We got seven of us on. Yeah, amazing. With no casualties. Zero <laughs> just the bottom like, of the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like dripping on the bottom of it. But that, that feels like you're on holiday. Yeah. You know. And the, the the way that you dissect the city going on the on the waterways, you know, you it, it it's 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 different. It's different to like walking around because you 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 cut through different like yeah. scenes and different communities and different like suburbs in a way that you didn't realise they connected. Similar with like cycling, when I moved to London, I found that traveling in a different way really helped me put A and B together. Oh, so it totally. makes sense of the geography of London because when you're doing it on the tube, you don't join the dots, you're just suddenly here now. You have no idea where anywhere actually is in relation to anywhere else. But that's, yeah. actually, that's definitely something that I find brings me more peace in the city. I cycle over as mm. well, and just being able to move at your own pace mm. and to be slightly detached from everything else going on around you, there's something quite. Yeah, peaceful about that. Yeah. Aish, I'm interested to know what your um what's what's the word? 
escape sanctuary sanctuary because yeah. yes. you, you, you've grown up in the city your whole life I yeah. feel like uncomfortable in all of the places you guys described mm. really? I'm a, like I'm a city girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm just born and raised here like I started going outside of London recently to like you know spend some time with my mum's partner's family and I like the change in scenery and mm. stuff but after a while like I want to hear people fighting on the streets and stuff. That, <laughs> that is like you know my comfort <laughs> and all of like all of like the, the like sanctuaries for me are like the places we weren't allowed to go when we were kids so like for example there's a reservoir somewhere in near like New Cross Nunhead Reservoir yeah 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 and yeah. There's like a little gate that you're not really supposed to go through. Me and my friends go through it. And like we would camp there and stuff like that. But you're not supposed to go there. So it's like, okay, I can't really suggest it to you guys. <laughs> um, my friend, funny fact, my friend broke their leg um, piggybacking no. on top of Nunhead Reservoir. <laughs> Had to call an ambulance. No. And get stretched over the, you know... Oh, no the, 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 the razor wire fence. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. There's just a little hole somewhere. Yeah, it's like a little hole in the fence, isn't yeah. it? That every now and again, it gets it gets mended and then someone breaks yeah. it. Because that's the, that's the... Like, obviously, I like the fact that the areas... Well, London's changing and things like that. But being someone that's born and raised in London, you have these little spots that are just special to you. Mm. And then, like... People find them and then they get closed down. And, and then you talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, you can't enjoy them anymore. So it's it's always trying. It's like that conversation you had about, you know, um, East London changing. But it's like, I feel that about South London. And it's like, I love all of the new opportunities that have come from people moving into London and how much you know how much safer for example people feel walking around Peckham at night time and things but also so much of it like I walk around Peckham and I do also think like this isn't really my home anymore I don't really spend a lot of time here anymore because it doesn't have that same holiness that I had growing up and I love what it's becoming but it's just not my home anymore mm-hmm. and that's why I don't really feel like I have that. Whereas when I was younger, you know, I had my little bits and bobs that I used to do with my friends. So, yeah, it's a bit sad. But at the same time, I feel like it's for the better good in some cases. It's very, it's a tough. It's, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, it's the number conversation, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting to hear your perspective on that. Definitely. But do you still live in the same place now? I live in um, Blackfriars now. Got you. But Got I've you lived there from like, early secondary school to right. now I'm 19 years old so yeah mm-hmm. nice got you yeah, yeah Peckham was my, we moved to, well actually I wasn't quite born yet but my parents moved to Peckham in the 90s just before I was born and like bought a house and this is where we're going to settle down like wow. it's so funny because my they like parked outside the, the house they just got and like left like a radio and in the car, like went inside, radio, car, gone. <laughs> they just no moved way. in and they were like, cool, right. No <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's that's not good. It and wasn't good. But, but she comes out, she's like, what is this place? Like, I don't understand what's happened here. Like, coffee shops, organic supermarkets. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm. Yeah. It's like, I'm not complaining about things getting better, but also yeah. what made the place what it was before isn't there and you can't have, 
you know, you can't blame people for losing that sort of love for a place mm-hmm. after what they hate for it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's so it's interesting. the charm. Yeah. How long did you and Mum last in Peckham then? They did a couple of years and then they went up, like, to... No, and they went west for a bit and then they went up north to Enfield. So they, like, mm. skirted around. They loved, They did love it here, but it just made me laugh the story. Like, they were like, I just don't understand. Like, this is not the Peckham we moved to in the 90s. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they did a couple of years, but not too long. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, nowhere is safe from that. The sprawl, of yeah. The, of the I live in Tottenham now, Scandinavian so model coffee shop. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, I just had a mind blank, and I can't remember what the next one is. Um, yes, okay, all right, this is a fun one. What are you guys' favorite besides yourselves? Obviously, morale is good. What are your favorite local cultural organizations? It can be anything from like a radio station to a label, a great night, a great collective. Mm. Well, I mean, I think NTS brought a lot of yeah. us together. I, I met Amelia for NTS. She was, she was a producer there who was producing my show. And I think that was the first, the first citywide kind of, I don't know, like collective slash company slash brand, whatever you want to call it, that, that like united people across different, you know, uh, genres and niches. Yeah. And that, that was really important. And... And was done really well. Um, and also, I mean, and Boiler Room, because around that same time when that was starting, I was part of the Boiler Room team. Mm. This would have been like eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, when there was four of us, mm. you know, there's four of us plus Tristian and Blaze. Mm. So that was that was a wild time of like just essentially like the blind leading the blind and just having like carte blanche to do whatever we wanted to do um, and make some really cool things happen. And obviously that, that grew into like a really big business, Mm. you know, but it still enables a lot of things and introduces a lot of people to new music, which in a way that, well, and, and it's managed to keep going, which, it's really impressive. It is. So hats off to, to Boiler Room. It's easy to like, be like, oh, Boiler Room this, Boiler Room that. Sure. But, you know, it's really, it's not easy to to kind of, you know, to create something that really serves a purpose, continue to grow it while still like servicing its original like roots. Yeah. And in terms of what they've done there, I think it's really commendable. Um, For sure. I want to I wanna shout out, Brainchild, who mm. are a festival and arts organisation I also work for, um, who have been, to, who are also kind of based in South East London and most of the community is around here. But do, do a, we do a festival once a year in um, Sussex near kind of between like Lewis and Upbridge, Upfield, Up, Upfield, I think. Um, and yeah, we do like uh, we do. These this these two kind of series of events in London called Digs and Hatch and D- Digs is um, a night for emerging artists and uh, it's it's new homes at the Fox and Firk in, in Lewisham and we just had one there a couple of weeks ago and it was such a good night I just had such a great time and saw so much amazing new music people who have don't, haven't even released stuff and haven't even mm. got stuff online and so talented and making such good music and it kind of just blows your mind but. Braintard has done like the most incredible job of just like bringing people together, um, and I think that's a huge part of why it's been so successful and why the community has been so loyal because 
they've met their friends and collaborators and you know some of the most important people in their lives through these kind of events and through the festival and um and the other one is hatch which is a uh work in progress night for sort of theater and performing arts stuff cabaret and um uh you know spoken word and all, all sorts and um is at the Ivy House in Nunhead, which is such a nice spot. Also, beautiful, yeah. Um, has like a gorgeous kind of theatre like room in the back, and I, I also just had the best night at the, the last one of those. Uh, and I highly recommend it if you're into kind of like scratch theatre or sketchy. It's always a variety of, of things, mm. um, but it's just fun, and you know, go and have a couple of drinks and have a few laughs, and it's got like comedy stuff too, and. Yeah, do do recommend and yeah, shout out to the Brainchild Crew. <laughs> For sure. Um, I have a few actually. Being like under eighteen, not long ago, there's quite a few schemes that some of them I wish I knew when I was like of the age, and others mm. I just think are really cool. First of all, the Young Vic is so amazing, and I wish I took part when I was younger because the opportunities that they give to young people to, to perform, you know, at what I think is pretty, a pretty prestigious place. Um, you know, they have free theatre tickets for everyone that lives in Southwark that's under 18, which I think is amazing. Wow. I remember, you know, I went to an art school for college and I used to use the free tickets to go to the theatre and, you know, there were, like, bougie kids there that went to private school and I'll never forget, like, posting a picture being at the theatre and one of them said, Raw. I didn't know South London girls went to the theatre. It was just like, yeah, of course. Oh my goodness. Me and the person actually ended up being friends, like through education <laughs> and patience. <laughs> you know. But, you know, just the fact that they give those sort of opportunities to people like me, I love it. And recently I went to go watch the Sandan Kiki, which is a show that really um, uplifted black queer people, you know, and it's just. What's, what's there not to love? Yeah. It's just a great place. Mm. There's also Kinetica Blocko. I didn't go, but a lot of my friends that now play instruments like, you know, the trumpet, the saxophone and things like that, they basically, I'm not sure about funding and prices and all of those type of things, but a lot of my friends now literally know how to play instruments so well just from attending like those classes at the... I think it's the Royal Festival Hall and they also get the opportunity to travel and like play instruments, you know, maybe at carnival, maybe at another event. And like, I want my little brother to attend. I think it's just playing an instrument is such a beautiful skill to have that not everybody gets the opportunity to learn. So that's just another thing. Um, Represent Radio, they do a 10 week course um, where you learn like, um, how to run a radio desk, presenting skills. That's where I first learned how to um, DJ as well. And that was for free too. And, you know, it was one of the things that I put on my CV to get this job. So it was really good. It was really fun. You make loads of friends that are like-minded and things, but that's for people a bit older. I think that's 18 to 24 years old. And lastly, um, Singularity UK, (coughs) they are just, an event slash label but it's run by people around my age and they do sort of like you know rave music so like that drum and bass jungle but also grime and things like that I feel like the rave scene is slowly becoming quite mainstream for my age group 
because of like really sick artists like Pink Panthers and things like that, but they have been doing this long before all of that. And it's really nice to have, you know, you as a child, everyone's like, oh, I'm such a 90s baby at heart. Like, <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah. I'm born in the wrong generation. But when you go to these guys' events, the energy that you see at the like in those 90s throwback videos mm. is emulated there. And it's just such a beautiful environment to be in, you know. Sometimes, being my age, I go to events and everyone wants to be on the phones and TikTok and Instagram and mm. no one actually wants to party and have a good time. When you go to these events, no one's on their phones. And everybody, you know, you can sit on a run table by yourself and strangers will come up to you and just be nice to you. Mm. You know, it's just like they, they're creating a really nice community and... You know, it's just lovely to see. Amazing. Amazing. Take us down. That sounds <laughs> sick. Great recommendation. Where do one. they? Where do they put? Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. I was going to say one more, one more. Mm. Um, our friend Fred runs this amazing mm. jam, which is also at Color Factory, the Ori Jam, O R I I, and you can find find them on on Instagram and check them out. But yeah, every Monday, every Monday at Color Factory, an amazing jam that was. And I know that he was inspired originally by going to Steam Down. So obviously in Deptford um, for for a long time and and still is I believe although I've not been in a, a little while I know that it's kind of gone through a few changes over the last few years um, and also like Unit Thirty One like Salt Peanuts Unit Thirty One I used to love that jam which was in like more what's like walking like part no Limehouse Limehouse that's what it's called um, and they kind of expanded before lockdown I'm not sure where they're at now post post COVID but yeah Ori the Ori Jam at Colour Factory just uh he's doing the most amazing things there and so many talented people going down um it's it's a real special energy so want mm. to check out if you're a musician you're wanting to meet other musicians or just see some beautiful live improvised music then that's that's where you gotta be it's not nice. made yet. and also on an, on another on a tangent um one of my best friends hannah who runs the peckham chamber orchestra mm. which has been you know playing orchestral music for, for eight years now uh, in Peckham and and you know it's uh, how to even put it having having a black woman is conducting and leading an orchestra that is like totally open for anyone of any ability to join and is the, the events are free and she's done some amazing collaborations like that's it's a pretty special thing and the, the first rhythm section live events that we did in uh, Bussy, where we had like Haitas Coyote, um, Soccer 96, Max Grafe, uh, The Brother That Moves On. That was all in collaboration with Hannah. Duval Timothy did his first gig with us too. Um, so yeah, Hannah deserves a big shout out. Dr. Hannah Jones. <laughs> Dr. Hannah Jones. And we're not working with Rhythm Section, where can one go and see the Peckham Chamber Orchestra? Where are their events? In uh, the Peckham Liberal Club. Cool. Yeah. Because can you just, how does it work? Are they ticketed? You just turn up. What? Can we go to one soon? I'd, yeah. I'd love to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's, I mean, she's gone on from that to be hosting The Proms. She was hosting The Proms wow. on uh, yeah, BBC. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, started eight years ago. Amazing. On Elm Grove. Nice. <laughs> and where are the Singularity events? I was about so to ask. They yeah, were yeah. At, they were primarily like at Tottenham Grove. But okay. obviously not anymore. So they kind of got around. Um, they do loads of events. 
So when they do events in Bristol and Brighton, it's always at the same place, but it's Bristol and Brighton, so I don't know. <laughs> but in London, yeah, every event is from now onwards. Every I think they're going to do one more event at the Grove soon, but I can't say when. Um, and yeah, they just look for places as the events go on now because obviously the Grove's closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let us know next one. Yeah, that sounds so good. That sounds amazing. Do you have any? I think... No. I mean, I do, but I think that was uh, most of them. (laughs) Nice. Amazing. Cool. In that case, we'll bring it round to the final question, which is, where is overrated? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you can be as brutal or not brutal as you like, because we obviously will... We can... We want to... (laughs) <laughs> we don't want anyone getting in trouble, so we will obviously yes, take I'm out the stuff that feels a bit too raw. I, 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 but look, in a, a city that is as where you know gentrification is kind of increasing in getting bigger, rather like mm. at the rate it is in London, I feel like we can. Mm. I, I would if you asked me this a few a couple of years ago, I would have yeah. said fabric, uh-huh. because on paper it's it's amazing. You know, it, it's like one of the best sound systems, mm. one of the best layouts craziest lighting engineers yeah and and incredible bookings but i don't know the the, the enthusiasm of people there just seemed to have waned right and unless it was a really special night like it was ricardo was there for the birthday or something it, to me it always felt flat since mm. in the last few years before the pandemic but having gone back there recently since things reopened there's just this renewed enthusiasm and it seems to have you know, live back up to its promise and, and fulfilled its that makes sense. its potential yeah. again. I played there a few weeks ago and it was just energy on point. Everyone there for the right reasons, big smiles, uh, no phones. Yeah. Um and just engaged mm. dancers. Mm. Um so that is not exactly answering your question, but no, but, but something on. that something that that has made Saying it lost its way is maybe a bit harsh, but but didn't live up to its potential. In the, and in that sense, potentially overrated, has turned it around, and that's been really good to see. Amazing. Is anyone else brave enough to throw anything into the pot? And shout out to Holge, the who's now programming and uh, who managing. Came on Friday. He came down to Cold Factory on Friday. Yeah. He was going to go until six and got there at like yeah. four or something. He's, he's, he's taking the reins and he's doing a great job. Mm. Sweet. Yeah, the programme is amazing. Mm. I mean, there's, I'm sure there are a few places in my mind that I'm thinking of. I feel like I hate so many things, but like, <laughs> but only like, but I can't think of them because life is blessed and what is the point in shading on someone? You know? um, yeah. I mean, I think Nando's is over it. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I don't. I don't get the overrated, first. overpriced. Okay, overpriced. overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can literally. Oh, I actually don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally go to the kebab shop and you can go but to. It's just two different. No, it's not. It's, it's two different. Okay. First of all, it's actually Southern African, and this is colonization. Okay, right. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Okay. 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 okay no, fair, fair. <laughs> No, it's just really good. It's all right. No, it's not really good, but it's like it's just nice. What it does what it says on the tin to me. Yeah, yeah, but like a decent. I've just been unimpressed. Like, look, I haven't been there in a while, but when I've been there and I've been like, 
you pay twice the price of what you would pay for like you know, getting a shish like kebab from your kebab, from the Turkish kebab shop, which is for me not as kebab, good. Kebab, the size. Like a wrap, whatever, chicken cheese wrap. Two, two different genres of meals. No, this but, is like you're paying German base. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. If you're getting a chicken cheese wrap at Nando's, then it's very similar. Oh, I'm really shaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is at Nando's? It's the sides. The sides the go sides on. Are really, really oh. mix and match. I, to be I honest, it's never been for me, but I'm here for this debate. Round two, fight! I'm going to give it another try. It's not overrated. I feel like you're expecting too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 You your expectations. I'm not expecting to be blown away. I'm just expecting to get my money's worth. I think it is definitely like a ten weeks okay. worth of food. Maybe we should have a little trip to Nando's yeah, just to. What do you order when you go to Nando's? Because that also... I would probably get like I mean I don't eat meat anymore, but I would like when I used to go there, it was like a chick probably like a chicken pit type of vibe. Mm. Well, that's like that's probably the problem. Well, what, do you, what do you get? <laughs> so basically, before my favorite meal was a fino pita, and it had like. Halloumi cheese mm. and like caramelized yeah. onions with the chicken, mm. really good. But they removed it off the menu. I don't know why. Come on, guys. And then <laughs> um, now I've started to get like the chicken breasts and yeah, chicken breasts with like two sides. I usually get the halloumi cheese and chips, or I get mashed potatoes and chips, the peri peri <laughs> chips. I like potatoes. <laughs> Sorry. If anyone's listening, can they please recommend Aja Sanko for a Nando's black card? <laughs> <laughs> You know, get yourself a water. Um, <laughs> winked. <laughs> Top tip. I'm sold. An amazing water at Nando's. I mean, actually, shall we go to Nando's after this? I'm starving. I'm actually, I'm actually really I would be down on that. Yeah. Team trip? Okay. So close. Oh, but I've got my hella fresh at home. Oh, do you know? I've got yogurt yeah. at 7.45. Okay. We, can right, we can squeeze in a quick Nando's. Nando's. We can do a quick chicken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> squeeze in a quick free yogurt Nando's. <laughs> Normal thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's on the same road, so easy. <laughs> I do have one more question. Please, you might have covered this already, but where does everyone think there's room for London to innovate culturally? Still, whoa, lots of everywhere, lots of room. Everywhere. Well, I think by it's a bit of an awkward answer here, but if if we knew, then it wouldn't be innovative, would it? So there's this is the thing. There's there's always going to be a new generation coming up with something that we didn't see coming or that we wouldn't have done ourselves or we couldn't have mm-hmm. planned. And that's why it keeps being an exciting place because there's it's a constant influx of new people with new ideas, which is also the double-edged sword of, you know, communities being forced out and areas changing and money just driving, you know, the economy. Uh, well, of course, money drives the economy. <laughs> but I mean, like, money money changing the shape of a local economy. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, I when there's always it, it gonna 100% be 100% will. Do I know where it's coming from? No, otherwise I would have done it. <laughs> I, well, I did do it. I did my bit and mm. there's and it's continuing to 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 evolve. Mm. So again, half answer. <laughs> it's hard to say. Like there's obviously always going to be like kind of pockets of London or stretches of London where um, there doesn't really seem to be anything going on. There's like this kind of vibe in like South Bermondsey or, you know, some slightly industrial areas or like we were talking about between uh, between like Bethnal Green and where you get to the 
cross over into Hackney Wick. It's a slight, there's slight kind of no man's land energy. Mm. Um, but I mean, don't I don't really know these areas that well, so you wouldn't really know where where stuff would start to, you know, um, what's the word? I don't know. Was well, your question people. where or how? How? Well, it was how. I was actually how. Oh. Really. I mean, it's just. An, an, I think an, the biggest threat to that is where. Yeah, because yeah. we've we've been pushed. I say we as a like the creatives, mm. the 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 agitators have been pushed out of the centre, mm-hmm. and now everything is happening in the the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, like Pe- whether it's Peckham, Dalston, Hackneywick, Tottenham. Yeah. This is a long way away. Whenever anyone comes to visit London from another city, they're astounded by how far we have to travel mm. to go to a thing. Mm. Yeah. Like I had some friends yeah. from Madrid here this weekend and they were just couldn't believe how long it took to get back home from yeah. an event. Yeah. Because in any other city, everything happens in the middle. Mm. It might be the occasional thing in a warehouse on the outside, but in London, it's all out now. And that's changed within my time of being here. When I moved here in 2006, it was, it was all about, you know, the end. And uh, uh, what well, fabric obviously was still there, but then Madame Jojo, the Astoria, all these things that were right bang in the middle. Um, and even in that, we've seen we've seen plastic people go. Yeah, yeah. We've seen <laughs> numerous things just like end, and then activity go further out. But then, what happens when the the places that are already quite far out close? Where are we going to go? We're gonna like, be, it's, it's only are we going to be having parties out. and clubs yeah. in Pension? Oh, I, 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 I love Pension. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> it does get, you know, things were moving into like Sydenham and because yeah. you know, people like, are moving there, Tottenham, but... Hackney Wick. Yeah. People are getting creatives and, and, and creative businesses and spaces are getting pushed out of those because the rent prices just got they keep are. bloody going up and people mm. can't fucking afford it. So. so that's the challenge. Where will it be next? Mm. And I think we need we need some intervention, some rent control. Yeah, absolutely some, essential. Like, government yeah. level, like, you know, let's put a stop to this because it just gets a bit silly yeah it is getting wild like even Tottenham is far really so it's it's very far I have zero faith unfortunately that that intervention is going to happen no Um, yeah and it's just it's just unfortunately going to buckle well I don't think it will ever completely buckle you know the the creative community and and vibe of London because there's so many creatives that live here and obviously it comes from the people and people will always find a way to have a creative outlet and Mm. Um, get creative to mm. find that but um, it's just becoming harder and harder okay. unfortunately for people it's sad it is sad it's so sad <laughs> but, and on that as, 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 as what's his name in Jurassic Park <laughs> life runs away <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright that seems like a good place to leave it thank you very much Rhythm Section thank you thank you so much for coming thank you very well well done well done thanks everyone thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us my pleasure HQ that was a nice chat